0: The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The October 11th edition is brought to you by Orcas Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of October 11th, 2023. Orcas Vikings Sports Report, Homecoming on the Way. Wolverines boys soccer wins against LaConnor Braves. Governor Inslee visits Lopez Solid Waste Facility. SJC adopts one-tenth of one percent sales tax for affordable housing. Plus, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's log. First from the Islands Sounder, Orcas Vikings sports report. Homecoming on the way. By Allison Stevens The 12-person cross-country team ran at Scenic Fort Casey on Wednesday, September 27th, and at the enormous Nike Twilight Meet at Cedar Crest Golf Course in Marysville on September 30th. Throughout the season, runners strive to improve their times, and scoring a PR, or personal record, is the goal. Four Vikings posted PRs last week. The soccer team travelled to Mount Vernon Christian on Thursday, September 28th, for a tough-fought game. Halftime found the score 0-0, but Vikings scored one in the second half to win. At Lopez on October 3rd, the Vikings had an easier time, beating the Lobos 6-1. The Vikings volleyball team had two 3-0 wins at the end of September, beating both Mount Vernon Christian and Granite Falls. Following these wins was a loss 0-3 to LeConnor on October 3rd, and then a win over Friday Harbor, 3-0, on October 5th. Coach Mallory Balcom says, Our team is finding its groove and really starting to gel. We had a tough loss against LeConnor this week, but they put up a good fight. I'm so proud of the work they are putting in. They are well on their way to achieving their goal of success at the state tournament upcoming events. The Booster Club will host a bonfire at the Village Green at about 4 p.m. on October 13th, at the culmination of the Homecoming Parade. All Viking fans are welcome to come enjoy some hot chocolate and Zach Hawley's homemade chili. Homecoming games include Volleyball vs. Concrete, on October 12th at 3.30 p.m., and Soccer vs. Providence Classic Christian School at 2 p.m. on Saturday, October 14th. Upcoming Pink Games will raise funds for two locals living with cancer, on October 12th for volleyball and October 20th for soccer. Donations can be made at orcasboosters.org by indicating the word pink in the memo. Senior athletes will be honored at home games on October 17th, volleyball, and October 24th, soccer. Schedules for volleyball and soccer are listed on orcasvikings.com. Cross-country details can be found at www.athletic.net. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Wolverines Boys Soccer Wins Against the LaConnor Braves, by Heather Spaulding. Lindy Community Fields was full of Islanders and their dogs, ready to cheer on the Friday Harbor Wolverines' boys' soccer team October 3rd as they took on the LaConnor Braves. It was a perfect afternoon for a game, the sun shining on the red fall leaves, and the Wolverines did not let their fans down. I was very pleased by how we played yesterday, definitely our best game of the season, coach Brett Paul said. We possessed the ball well out of the back and were dynamic and creative offensively, leading to many scoring opportunities. He added that he would have liked to see more of Wolverine's shots on the frame, but at the end of the day, that's a bit critical. I want them to shoot often, and they certainly did, which reflected in a 3-0 result. The Wolverines kept the pressure on LeConnor from the start and 28 minutes in, Wolverine player Alden Carley scored the first goal with assistance from Cole Curtis. During the second half of the game, LeConnor fought hard, but Friday Harbour did not let up. During the second half, 62 minutes into the game, Carley scored a second goal, deflected off-defense. Only a few minutes later, Curtis stepped in again, assisting Matteo Zappelli to score a third goal for the team. The final score was 3-0. This is a really intelligent and capable group of players. They implement new concepts in games that we review in practice better than most teams I've coached. For example, two of our goals came from the exact offensive sequence we've been practicing all week. Also, they've all been working diligently to increase their successful pass percentages, which rely on several different concepts of the game, Paul said. Those concepts include good first touch, accurate passes, and movement of the ball. All the players we tracked yesterday had over 70% successful pass rates. This is a great improvement, and we want to see those kinds of numbers continue, Paul added. We still have a lot to work on, but it's been really encouraging these past two games as they are starting to hit their stride and gain the confidence and composure required to play a really high level of soccer. Paul also gave gratitude to Purple and Gold for hosting the tailgate. Purple and Gold served hamburgers, hot dogs, and other delicious snacks during the game to encourage fans to come eat some good food and cheer the team on, saying... We love having the community out there to support. The Wolverines played the Orcas Vikings Friday, October 6th at 3.30 p.m. Friday Harbor came away with a very close one to nothing victory against them earlier in the season. It will be a competitive match. They are always a challenging and fun opponent to play, said Paul. Friday, however, the Wolverines won with a final score of 4-0. The next game will be against Coopville, and it will take place at the Lindy Fields October 10th at 4.30 p.m. From the Islands Weekly, Governor Inslee visits Lopez Solid Waste Facility. Governor Jay Inslee's day had been carefully choreographed when he decided to make a last-minute request to visit Lopez Island Dump's Take It or Leave It on Tuesday, September 26th. Although only officially operational Friday through Monday, arrangements were quickly made by Lopez Solid Waste Disposal District for the special guest entry. The visit comes as Lopez Solid Waste and its landmark secondhand free store, T-I-O-L-I, celebrate their 10-year anniversary, affectionately known as The Dump. LSWDD maintains its status as the only solid waste facility entirely operated and managed by local citizens. Governor Inslee's last official visit to Lopez was made for Lopez High School's 2017 graduation address, during which he notably sported a button-up dress shirt he personally selected that morning at TIOLI. For this recent visit, the governor spent 20 minutes on site joined by LSWDD staff, security personnel, and a Washington state trooper. Inslee's late parents, both Lopez residents, undoubtedly influenced the governor's affection for the dump. He kept conversation throughout, stressing the importance of a circular economy and TIOLI as an active, sustained example of the practice. Governor Inslee expressed curiosity about the site's visitor traffic and any challenges faced by the district. He was visibly shocked by the volume of people regularly using the facility, which LSWDD's district manager noted could reach up to 100 visitors within the first hour of opening. After posing for photos in front of the historic Free Store, Governor Inslee dove into the men's clothing section, Staff reported the governor turned his nose up at a collegiate rugby shirt that was the right size, noting that it was the colors of an East Coast university that had turned him away, that is, back to the West Coast. Eventually, he found four shirts to his liking and shared his gratitude, saying he couldn't go back to his wife without bringing something from T.I.O.L.I. SJC Adopts one-tenth of one percent sales tax for affordable housing. The San Juan County Council unanimously voted to approve an ordinance to adopt a new one-tenth of one percent sales and use tax for affordable housing and related services. The vote followed a public hearing at their October 3rd, 2023 meeting, The tax is enabled by RCW 82.14.530 and will go into effect on January 1st. San Juan County joins nearly 20 other jurisdictions in Washington to adopt this funding source, including Skagit County, Whatcom County, the City of Anacortes, and others. The proceeds will be used exclusively for constructing or acquiring affordable housing, funding the operations and maintenance costs of affordable housing projects, and housing related services for eligible population groups. The adoption of the tax this week is the culmination of multiple years of deliberations by the Council and advocacy by local housing advocates and nonprofits. Affordable housing challenges continue to affect our local community. San Juan County remains the least affordable county for housing in the state, according to the Washington State Center for Real Estate Research. This source of funds will be used to subsidize construction costs for eligible housing projects, which in turn can leverage additional state, federal, and private philanthropic dollars, which typically require local matching funds. Current estimates are that five times the amount of funds raised through this tax will be brought in by other funding sources for affordable housing, construction, and acquisition. Additionally, the funds can be used to support our local community resource centers on each island, with staff capacity to provide housing support services for housing-insecure islanders. The adoption of this funding source also addresses multiple strategies and goals identified in the county's adopted five-year homeless plan. The tax increase amounts to an additional $1 on every $1,000 of qualifying taxable sales. The cost to the average citizen is estimated to be about $20 per year while raising an estimated $800,000 per year for affordable housing and related services. The new funds will be incorporated into the county's existing home fund program. To date, the home fund has contributed to the construction or preservation of 101 affordable housing units in the county, with another 31 units currently in development. To learn more about the county's home fund, please visit Sjchomefund.com. And now, a few choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On September 27th, Lopez deputies were dispatched to a citizen dispute call at a local business. The reporting party said that her husband was cussed out and then punched by an individual. The suspect had left the scene before deputies arrived. The investigation is ongoing. On September 28th, a Lopez deputy responded to a civil issue regarding shared well-use and easement issues. Both parties were strongly encouraged to settle the matter in a civil court, resolving the issues will not be decided by deputies. Again, with these easement difficulty mints issues. A Lopez resident reported a trespassing incident. A red Dodge Nitro occupied by two people drove down a long private driveway and said they were looking for a place to rent. There's probably better places to look for rentals than at the end of a driveway. On September 29th, Orcas deputies found a mesh bag on Mount Baker Road, No owner information was found, and the bag was booked into evidence, per policy. On September 30th, a Lopez deputy was dispatched to a call that involved an individual having vivid hallucinations that people were inside their home, though the investigating deputy found no one else was inside the home. A crack pipe was located and confiscated, and the incident was documented. On October 2nd, the Orcas Sheriff's Office received a suspicious email regarding possible sales of explosives. An investigation was conducted and the email was deemed to be unfounded. No threat of any explosives being used or sold was found. This concludes the October 11th edition of the Island Digest. This edition was brought to you by Orcas Center. Orcas Center is your place for fun and intrigue this fall with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit orcascenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.